Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller, empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Welcome to a dose of inspiration for the solo traveller. Today's expert interview is with Jessica Smith. Jessica is originally from Canada and has lived in Vietnam for the last four years and she's going to give us an insight into Vietnam. Hi Jessica, thanks for joining us today. Hi Lisa. Hi. I was really keen to speak to you about your experiences in Vietnam, especially living there as a solo female. But before we start and really go into the interview, can you just tell us a bit more about your background and how you ended up in Asia? Um, I was studying in Brussels, actually. I was doing my master's in international development. And right around the time that I finished, it was the same time as the economic recession. So there weren't many jobs. So I decided not to go back to Canada. And my thesis advisor actually suggested that I go and live in a developing country. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to teach English. So I got a teaching certificate. And the place that I was doing my teacher in Sudapiet, they used to live in, work in Vietnam. And he hooked me up with his old school. And that's kind of how I ended up here. Okay. And I know that you're really passionate about volunteerism and development work as well, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And about showing people the right way to volunteer. Are there a lot of volunteering opportunities in Vietnam? Yeah, there are definitely. There's um, Vietnam is kind of on the cusp of a big change. Uh, it's grown a lot in the last uh, four years that I've been here, but there's still a lot of international NGOs that work here, and there's a lot of lo- small local organizations as well. What are you working at at the moment? Because you're working in development at the moment, aren't you? I work with an organization called LIN, which is the LIN Center for Community Development here in Ho Chi Minh City. And they basically facilitate uh, finding skilled volunteers and matching skilled volunteers with small organizations that need them, as well as helping the organizations to find and match them with donors. Interesting. So from your experience, four years is a long time to live in a country. You've got so much Mm -hmm. experience in Vietnam. Would you recommend Vietnam as a place for people to go and volunteer, especially because you said it's just on the cusp of kind of changing? Yeah, if you have time to commit, I would definitely recommend it as a place to come and spend some time and, and volunteer. Here. If you have the time, it's definitely a great place to be. For so it's for what, three months onwards or a month? Yeah, I'd say a minimum of three months. Okay, and what types of volunteering opportunities are there? Uh, teaching how to fundraise, event management, volunteer management, uh, if you have any sort of like web design skills or any vocational training skills. Teaching vocational training is very popular here. Lots of different opportunities, but obviously it's a people mm-hmm. who are serious about volunteering to commit to mm-hmm. three months at least. So how is your experience as a woman in Vietnam and how, how are you perceived over there? Um, it's been interesting. So when I first moved here, I was a teacher and teachers are very highly respected in Vietnam. So there's that element of it, which is very nice. But also as a Western woman, I don't look the same as Vietnamese women. Uh, they're a lot smaller than me. So there'd be times, you know, in uh, just, and it, I should preface this and say that it is not rude in their culture. Uh, but they would just be saying, oh, teacher, you look so fat. 
or oh teacher just <laughs> talking like that just very upfront and very so that's been that was interesting it took a while to get used to when yeah, I first I moved imagine. here but it's fine I mean I'm totally fine with it I'm used to it now but um yeah that took a while to get used to okay I know that I, I went to Vietnam in 2002 and I was a bit apprehensive about going to the country back then I know that mm-hmm. Most people probably do, or they go to Thailand and then Cambodia and then might not get as far as Vietnam. So what do you think the country has to offer people traveling alone? Yeah, well, Vietnam has changed a lot since then, I would imagine. But um, it's definitely not as easy to travel in Vietnam as it is to travel in Thailand, for example. Um, The infrastructure is just not there yet. And the resources, are there's not as many resources. But I think that Vietnam is an extremely beautiful country. And there's a lot of places that are still very untouched. Uh, they discovered a, new, a huge new cave in the north that no one had ever even seen before. Wow. 2009. So, yeah. So, there's a lot of, there's a lot of natural beauty here. There's a... It's, the terrain is quite different. You can get a little bit of everything, mountains and trekking to the ocean, to caves, to the delta with the mangrove forests. Yeah. Um, so you can get a little bit of everything. And the people are just so wonderful. They're so lovely. And the food. And the food. I, was, <laughs> I love the food. <laughs> and it's so fresh and good for you as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because I know it takes quite a long time, say, if you go to... Um, Ho Chi Minh and then go up to Hanoi and Hanoi's kind of you've got all the boat tours from Hanoi so how long realistically would you say that you'd need to see Vietnam I'd say three to four weeks if you were moving around quite a lot the whole time and now actually they have um, a cheap airline so you can actually fly to a lot of places wow um, Vietjet Vietjet yeah okay. because I know when I went a lot of it was um it was mini buses and there was yeah. the train as well. You can get overnight train journeys, yeah. can't you? Yeah, and you can still get the overnight train and, and you can still get buses. Uh, the roads are not great and there's a lot of honking. Um, <laughs> and often if you're, you know, if you don't necessarily care where you're, where you're going in Vietnam, then you can get for just as cheap as a bus ticket um, a flight. And you don't have to spend the whole time on the bus. That's great for people that have got shorter time, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, So you just said about the cave that they've just discovered. Are there any other hidden gems that you would recommend for people to visit in Vietnam? Okay, well, this is not really a hidden gem. I think it's quite well known, but it is my favorite place in Vietnam. Um, Is Hoi An. Yeah. Is that where you can get the suits made? Yeah, yeah, but it's it's just a f- old French colonial town that's been sort of combined with the Vietnamese traditions as well, and it's a very interesting mix. And even though it is quite touristy, it somehow manages to still be really lovely as well. It's not over the top. A lot of people sort of pass through Ho Chi Minh City, saying you know there's not not much to see or do here. But I actually I really love Ho Chi Minh City. And I think that there's a lot of hidden gems in the city itself. Yeah, there's a lot of history in the country as well, isn't there, with mm-hmm. the Vietnam War, and you can go and visit the, the museum and see some amazing photography at that time yeah. as well. So there's been a, a growing art scene in Ho Chi Minh City as well, so there's a lot of local artists mm. and, and local musicians that have been really changing the perception of, of Ho Chi Minh City as well. 
Okay, that's interesting. And it's, I don't know if it's changed, but I know when I went, there was a lot of um, guest houses along the river, which are just just so tranquil at night time. And they had this a system whereby you didn't pay. It's like an honour system. So if you had your food or you got a beer, you actually wrote it down in a book and then you paid when you checked out. Do they still have that? Yeah, very trusting. <laughs> yeah, very trusting. <laughs> are there any places in Vietnam or are there any experiences you've had that surprised you? I mean, there's certainly a big adjustment period to living in in Asia, but I'm not. I wouldn't say that anything was extremely surprising. Did it exceed your expectations, or was was it just different to what you expected? Well, I didn't have uh, too many expectations. I actually I didn't know that much about Vietnam before coming here, so I'm not sure that it could have exceeded or not exceeded my expectations. Okay. It took the first six months that I lived here. I really hated it. I, yeah. it's a big city, you know. And there's a lot of traffic and a lot of noise mm-hmm. and a lot of pollution, and everything is just crazy. Uh, moves very fast, and I'm from a small town in northern Canada, so it's quite different. Okay. And even before that, I was living in Brussels, which is relatively small. It's a relatively small city. That was a pretty big adjustment, just getting used to living in a city with 19 million people. But once you start to make friends and sort of get to know the city a little bit, I started driving. So I started driving a motorbike. Oh, wow. Um, That sort of opened up the the city for me, and I started to really enjoy it. And how how do you find it on a bike? Because I remember trying to cross the road, and there was about five different lanes of traffic. Yeah. It's a bit crazy, but for somehow, the... Once you get used to the flow, it doesn't seem like it should work, but it does. I remember as well that you you could hire motorbikes. So you could basically hire a motorbike with a driver for the day. Back yeah. back then, it was about $6 a day. And then they take you from place to place and show you around. They still have that system. Yeah. You can get a, a Zaom driver, and they just sort of take you around on their motorbike. and they generally know a lot of the city and I'm su- always surprised in Ho Chi Minh City at least not not necessarily in the rest of the country but in Ho Chi Minh City pretty much everyone speaks enough English that you can get by that's good and how, how have you found the safety in Vietnam as a woman in Vietnam in general it's pretty good uh, Ho Chi Minh City has a reputation for petty crime for pickpocketing and bag snatching. So guys will be on motorbikes and drive by and and snatch bags off of girls. So what I always tell people when they first move here is just not carry a purse. Just put put your money in your bra or, you know, put your camera, your iPhone in your bra or something um, or in your pockets because they they will especially in the areas that a lot of the new newcomers are going like the backpacker area of the city you they will snatch it off of you and it can often lead to some pretty bad accidents okay that's a good tip actually so what else would you say to somebody who's thinking about going to vietnam for the first time and they might be a bit apprehensive about going i would say that the people are are so friendly so the the tourism industry is pretty new here, so you can definitely run into your frustrations, but if you're just a little bit patient and you ask questions uh, and you show like your curiosity about their country, you're going to make fast friends and they're going to be very helpful. Uh, just last two weeks ago, I was in a new place that I'd never been before in Vietnam called Mai Cho. 
It's just outside of Hanoi, and it's uh, in a valley surrounded by mountains, and it's just stunning. It's so beautiful. Um, but I was trying to rent a motorbike, and the girl was like, oh, no, we don't, we don't do that here. There's no motorbike rental service. And I said, are you sure? Like... There's no, there's no way that I could rent a motorbike. You know, I, I know how to drive, and it's fine. And she was like, okay, actually, I'll call my brother. You can you can use his bike for the day. Wow, I actually didn't know <laughs> okay. you. That's great. That's really friendly, isn't it? Yeah. So what, what would your perfect itinerary be? I would fly into Ho Chi Minh City. And I think it's much cheaper to fly into Ho Chi Minh City than to Hanoi. It's a bigger city more connections but fly into Ho Chi Minh City and then I would do Hoi An and Dalat in the south and then go up north and from from Hanoi do uh, Halong Bay because you just have to do Halong Bay even though it is crazy and so busy uh, but then you also go to Ninh Binh which is quite close to Halong Bay and it's similar struck the similar limestone mountains but it's inland and so you're going through river waterways uh, and paddling in boats. And it's a lot, it's just as beautiful as Helen Bay and a lot quieter. Um, it's really nice. Um, and you could do a day trip there from, from Hanoi. Okay. And then I would do Sapa as well. Is that where they Or as an alternative well? to Sapa, because Sapa is quite busy, is um, my chow that I was just telling you about. Ah, and can you do like a tribe immersion in my child because I know you can in Sapa, can't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can do homestays and stay with the local family. They're actually really well known for their traditional weaving as well, and you can sit with them and watch them do it. It's incredible the talent that goes into it and the time. Fantastic. So that's a couple of good alternatives there to Halong Bay and to Sapa as well. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, they're both really stunningly beautiful. There's a reason why so many people go there, but. A lot of people go there. Yeah, really well-known areas now. Yeah. So you wrote a really, really good piece for the Girl About the Globe website. Thank you for that. It was on how to be a socially responsible traveller. So can you just tell us a bit more about that? Because I know you're quite passionate about... I think that uh, it's a really important alternative to volunteering. You know, volunteering isn't always the timing doesn't work out or you can't find an organization that fits with your with your ideas or your skills. Uh, there's various reasons why maybe volunteering isn't the best option when you're in a country. And a, a great alternative to that is supporting social businesses. And there's been a huge growth in in social businesses in Vietnam and Southeast Asia in general, actually. In Vietnam, there's been quite a few and they're either working, partnering with an NGO and the profits are going back to that NGO or they're training kids from disadvantaged backgrounds or people with disabilities and they're training them so that they'll, be, they'll have marketable skills once they finish the training program. Everything from restaurants to cafes to shops and hotels. So if anybody wants some more details on that, I'll put a link to the article that Jessica wrote for the site because you've put that in so much detail, all the different places that you mm -hmm. can visit with links to it. So thank you. Is there anything else that you want to add just as we wrap up the interview? Uh, it was lovely to meet you.
Yeah, you too. So I'll put the link to everything we've discussed under the interview as well. And Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today and I wish you every success. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. And you can find out exactly how to travel solo in Vietnam with our Solo Travel in Vietnam Destination Guide. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss